Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 147, the review for Jurassic World Dominion. East and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, Hypersonic 55 and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yes, I know, it's been over a month since my last appearance, but honestly, I just needed to take a hiatus because uh, things were just getting a little too long in the tooth for me in the life department, and I never want to do this when I'm feeling stressed or if it feels like work, because at the end of the day, this podcast is just for fun. And even though I saw a few films here and there that I really wanted to talk about, like that new Chippendale movie and uh, Top Gun, both of which were surprisingly fun, I just didn't feel like I was up for it. But with Jurassic World Dominion, I was like, you know what, I feel like I want to talk about that, regardless of how it turned out. But before we get into the review, let's just do a little bit of background detail. So, as most people who grew up in the 90s, I love Jurassic Park. It's one of my all-time favorite films, probably in my top 10 I have watched that film countless times. I know it forward and backwards. I bled the hell out of the VHS tape. I really enjoyed it when it came out on Blu-ray. Just a good time. Wonderful stuff. The Lost World is one of those films where, as a kid, I didn't like it as much because it was just a little too talky for me. And I found the characters less likable than, uh, you know, some of the cast in the first film. But then as I grew up, I started to enjoy at least some of the themes and ideas of it. Some of the more tense and like crazy action sequences in there I started to appreciate from a filmmaking point of view. And while, yeah, that film is a mess, and once you look up the behind the scenes, you'll understand why, like, you know, that third act kind of comes out of nowhere. And there are some weird and dumb decisions in there. I still enjoy the film a lot. And then there's number three, which I remember when I watched that in the cinema, I thought it was better than number two just because it was way more action focused and it had. Alan Grant back because I really liked him from the first movie but then as I've watched it that film is just so dumb but I kind of like it for its own sort of unique take on like the Raptors uh, how swift the runtime is and there are some really dumb and silly things that happen with those characters but it's so quotable and fun where I'm just like yeah you know what I still like this movie man oh god but uh, yeah then we got to the Jurassic World movies and I remember at the time I thought Jurassic World was decent I appreciated its sort of like nostalgia, but also trying to have its like meta commentary on like, uh, you know, how much time has passed, how people aren't impressed with dinosaurs and how to create something new and exciting. They had to like, you know, fuse and like, you know, uh, Dr. Frankenstein new dinosaur hybrids. But then after a while, I'm just like, this film is just surprisingly enough. It's the Force Awakens of like the Jurassic Park series where it's just... It does a few new things, but it's essentially the first film, like, you know, the first interpretation is at worst. And I didn't gravitate towards any of the characters as much as I would have liked. I like some of the music, I like some of the visuals, but that's about it. And then you got Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I was praying I was going to get a better film. And while there were certainly some cool visual effects, some cool action sequences, I thought that film was a bloody disaster. And the more I thought about it after I saw it, the more pissed off I got. It's a film that genuinely insulted me. 
And the way in which that film wrapped up was one of the most frustrating, angry moments because I'm just like, who thought this was a good idea? So back in 2018, I decided, you know what, I'm not even going to review the film because there's loads of people just like, just in love or angry with the movie. But the response was so positive that there was like all this bickering online about like what the franchise is and what you should expect. And it's just like, oh yeah, just turn your brain off. It's like, uh, you know, just one of those sort of films. I'm like, as a franchise that at least started out was like a nice balance of logic, but also the uh, fantastical and crazy stuff. It just pissed me off to see the downward trajectory of like the intelligence of, you know, the Jurassic franchise. So I was like, screw it. Whenever the new one comes out, I, I don't care. I'm not even going to watch it at all. But after they showed that second trailer, I was like, OK, you know what? I'm interested. But my main interest in watching this film was just because they got Sam Neill, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum back as a trio. That was my only, only thing that was going to bring me back to this movie. So I saw the film last night and I have thoughts to share. So as per usual, we'll go back and do the plot, characters, presentation and conclusion at the end. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. So the plot for this film can be summed up as the following. Taking place four years after the events of the last film and because one little individual thought it'd be smart to unleash dinosaurs on the planet, we now live in a world where dinosaurs and humans are trying to coexist, but the equilibrium isn't quite there yet. There's this sort of shifting balance of humans and dinosaurs just trying to coexist. And in some cases, some of the humans have found ways to, you know, sort of tame the dinosaurs and like, you know, make that situation work for themselves but then there's a bunch of other people who are just getting terrorized by dinosaurs whether they're being chased or like knocked off the road because they're driving and just a big dinosaur happens to be in the middle of the road and some people are just choosing to like try to stay away as far away from the dinosaurs as possible and in this film you have like at least a couple different things going on so you have Owen Claire and the clone girl from the last film they're sort of living their own little separate lives but then when an incident happens where like someone gets kidnapped owen and claire have to sort of spring into action to save that person in question but then you have this new bio company it's like a science company that's got this weird thing going on and because of an incident happening that could threaten the planet it requires our old friends from the original Jurassic Park films, Ellie Sadler, Dr. Ian Malcolm, and Dr. Alan Grant to come back into play and sort of investigate. And then you see over the course of this film how those plots coincide. And that's a way for me to describe this film without going into the area of spoilers. Now, I thought even though this film was a big old mess and there are a number of things that you can question as to why they decided to do these things or include certain things overall i still had a good time it's very strange because you have like you know the new cast and then you have the og cast and their stuff is happening on completely separate sides but then you can sort of see how this film was starting to plant the seeds of okay this is connected to this but you just don't know how it's going to you know is it come together later on but slowly but surely things start to come together even though it's very complicated there is a through line that starts to become apparent once you get around i'd say the halfway point and there's a few different interesting ideas the idea of having dinosaurs in the real world and interacting with humans and the sort of chaos that could ensue 
is an interesting concept on its own. That could be its own film. But the problem is, this film is trying to do that while also trying to tell a story of, you know, is it reconnecting the original cast while also establishing this sort of new family dynamic that Owen and Claire have with the clone girl. And then you have this new sort of science company who, uh, like a couple of the uh, companies beforehand, have like this new agenda to try and help the world understand like you know dinosaurs and make things better and create this sort of new habitat for them to be involved in but you can tell that something sinister is going on in the background and yeah it's a few things to juggle i'm kind of more interested in what's happening with the dinosaurs and humans trying to interact kind of thing but then you cut away from that to deal with something else and i'm like this isn't nearly as interesting as what's happening over there but yeah i don't know it's it's weird because it's so messy there's a lot of really weird strange and hilariously dumb things going on in this film and some of it is just like i can't believe they decided to make this happen and it again goes back to my issues with the jurassic world films in general where it's just like there seems to be such a lack of logic smartness and very odd decision making where if you applied that to the real world you know just put some logic behind it just like no, 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 I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that, they wouldn't do this. This whole thing is just bizarre. But then after a while, with certain situations, you just sort of have to accept this is the world that they've created. Let me see how you're going to play within this playground that you've created. And once you sort of accept the madness, there are certain elements of this that can be fun. And certain things that I don't think they intended to be as hilarious as they are, but there are certain moments where I found myself laughing or just dumbfounded, but in a way where I'm like, mate, this makes for some entertaining stuff, man. <laughs> God. And the nostalgia as well. I felt like with Jurassic World, its balance of nostalgia sort of fluctuated between being, you know, thoughtful, but also very in your face and just like, oh, you're just doing this because people will know its references. But with this one, especially with the introduction of the original cast again, all together, there's certain things where you're getting flashbacks to the 90s, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is nice. I am genuinely enjoying myself. And whether it be, you know, certain musical cues or certain visual or verbal references, I'm like, nah, this is, this is some good stuff. By the time the film was over, I'm like, I was surprised that I enjoyed that plot as much as I did. Overall, yeah, it was just fun. It was just stupid, dumb fun that at times was frustrating, but overall still, you know, satisfactory. All right, so now it's time to talk about the cast. And man, there's bare people in this film, but I'm going to try and do my best to cover the basics. So I'll start with the new cast. So with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard as Owen and Claire, I've always found their characters, you know, okay. I never really gravitated towards either of them. In the first film, I mainly liked them just because it was, you know, Pratt and Howard. I liked them as actors, and I thought Chris Pratt was fun in the first film just because he was coming off of that Guardians of the Galaxy hype, and, you know, at the time I'd seen him in Parks and Rec as well, so it was a weird combination of seeing him in Delivery Man, Parks and Rec, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, and, you know, that Jurassic World movie. I'm like, I'm on that Chris Pratt high. Even though he seemed pretty invincible, I was still okay with the character. By the time the second movie came around, I'm like, okay, this is, you know, just a little dumb. And in this one, I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, Owen, he's he's fine. 
he's really funny in unintentional ways, but yeah, he, he's okay. And I can say the same for uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Claire. Um, she was fine. She got a little bit more action in this film than I was expecting. And I liked how she got into the thick of some of these crazy situations. So she was cool. The clone girl who was played by um, Isabella Sermon. Yeah, Maisie Lockwood. Yeah, she's... Yeah, I, I don't care for her character. She did what she could with the material, but I didn't like her. But yeah, let's move on to the OG cast, who are my favourites. Laura Dern, she's still got it as Ellie Sadler. I quite like her. She looks great. And I like how she had like a very like notable presence in this film, and she was driving a lot of what was happening. Jeff Goldblum, obviously, he's always fun to watch. And I was glad that unlike the last film where... Most of the stuff that you saw from him was in the trailers. They actually gave him a lot more to do. And his interactions with uh, Dern were wonderful. But then you have Sam Neill, who obviously is my favorite, as Alan Grant. I love Alan. It's so funny how, like, after all this time, you know, is that there's so much of him that remains the same. And that, you know, he's not quite up to speed with certain things as, like, you know, as the other characters are. But seeing these guys interact again... It was wonderful. It was so cute and fun. And they have really good back and forth and, like, you know, good banter. And it led to some fun stuff during, like, certain conversations and action sequences. And uh, Dern and Neil, they have such good chemistry. Just seeing them just uh, talking. It was wonderful. A couple of the other characters I wanted to mention was DeWanda Wise as Kayla Watts. She's this Air Force pilot that happens to, you know, interact with... Uh, Owen and a couple of the other characters in the film and she was so cool I like her look I like her character she's just very cool calm and collected and she don't take uh, crap from nobody and uh, just the way she gets roped into this is kind of funny I, I quite enjoyed her this guy's name I'm gonna butcher but stay with me for a second Mamo Duo Anthe I believe he's the guy that played Ramsey Cole I quite liked him he was so nice he uh, just has this upbeat, very friendly demeanor. He looks cool as hell. And I just liked his, uh, you know, um, performance in the movie. And whenever I get to see my favorite girl, Dichen Latchman, I hope I said her name correctly. Uh, I saw her first in Dollhouse and then Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then she just slowly started showing up in other stuff. She was really fun in this film as uh, Sonia Santos. And yeah, seeing B.D. Wong again is always fun. And uh, Campbell Scott, who took over from uh, Cameron Thor as uh, Dodgson, he was actually quite good, more so than I expected. And he had some moments in this film that were just amazing. You'll have to see it to know what I'm talking about, because I don't want to give any way, anything away, but he was fun. But yeah, everybody else was fine. Um, it was fun to see Omar Sy again as well, and um, Justice Smith. Uh, it was nice to see him not screaming his head off like he was in the last one, so that was fun. And uh, yeah, I guess that's about it when it comes to the cast, really. All right, and now it's time to talk about the presentation. And I thought it was pretty solid for the most part. Now, the Jurassic World films for me have always felt a little awkward when it came to the visual effects, especially when it came to the CGI, because even though we're living in this modern era of like visual effects getting better and better and having a bunch of these different companies working on things from industrial light and magic to digital domain to moving picture company and uh, you know a bunch of other people the problem is for me with these dinosaurs there's just something that always looked off about some of them unless they were very still shots 
whenever you see them in movement doing a lot of crazy stuff, even though you can see there was a lot of detail that was put into it, the textures look good, and the animation is genuinely like, you know, really good, there was something about it that always just looked off. I think it might just be something to do with the lighting and the, uh, the detail when uh, characters are moving, but something about him that just looked off. When compared to, you know, even the first three Jurassic uh, Park movies, those, even though they had limitations on the technology that they had at the time, they still look really solid. And for some reason, they just seem to blend better with the environments, like with the live action footage than this stuff does. So I feel like with each new film, they've tried to implement more practical stuff in there. Because like they said there was practical stuff in the first Jurassic World film, but I didn't see shit. But with this, with Fallen Kingdom and this, you can see that there was a greater attempt to try and put more practical stuff in there. And the amount of practical dinosaurs in there is quite good. Especially some of these little like baby uh, triceratops. The amount of stuff that was going into the practical stuff and puppetry work was quite admirable. And the CGI, I would say, is probably the best it's been in this franchise so far. And I love the design of these like new dinosaurs that we haven't seen before. It was quite cool. Some of them verge on like the uh, sort of Monster Hunter territory, which was quite fun for me. And some of these action scenes are crazy. Just the way in which they're designed, they have like some uh, interesting dinosaur standoffs. You have like chase sequences with dinosaurs out in the street in like uh, confined areas like flats and houses or like, you know, underground or in like these little uh, science based like environments. It was really nice. There was a good amount of variety to it. And I appreciated that this film, like the last one, at least attempted to try and implement more tension and horror. Uh, you know, like elements in there. I just felt like these films have not done a great job of illustrating the dangers and fear that you should feel when you're surrounded by dinosaurs. I mean, dinosaurs are just as bad as hippos or lions or bears. You know, when you see those kind of things, you're not supposed to just be like, oh, you know, oh dear, I'm, I'm in danger. I'd be like, bloody hell, I'm gonna die implement fear make me fear these monsters because these are things that could kill you in an instant and i felt like this film at least attempted to try and push that a little bit more but it wasn't as much as i would have liked and then you have the music which was done by my boy michael giacchino i've liked some of his stuff that he's implemented in the jurassic world films but i felt like it was just never as good as it could have been i would say my favorite track from jurassic world the original was nine to survival job at least i think that's what it's called it's like the track that's played towards the end when the kids are reunited with like uh, their mum at the airport and i like how that track was sprinkled throughout this film and it sort of became one of those uh recurring themes that was sprinkled over the course of the film I quite like the music in this one. I felt it was a little bit more tense, a little bit more dramatic, and the way in which Giacchino borrowed certain like uh, musical themes from the original Jurassic Park and like implemented it over the course of this film was very nice. So yeah, it was it was nice. It was quite good. So to conclude, I enjoyed Jurassic World Dominion way more than I expected. I went into that film with the lowest of expectations, especially considering how many people were crucifying it online, even though there were also a bunch of people saying that this film was pretty good. So I was, you know, I was very up in the air as to whether I was going to like this film or not, but it ended up being just 
a decent time. Yes, there are a bunch of things in this plot that don't make no sense. There are a number of things in here that I would have taken out because their inclusion, when you sort of think about it, was kind of pointless. And there's a way that you could have had this plot play out without some of those uh, plot elements or certain characters being there. But when the film works, it was quite fun. And most of that comes down to bringing back the original cast and having them you know, be a very central part of what made this story and some of the uh, action sequences work. So would I recommend Jurassic World Dominion? Yes, but with an asterisk, because your mileage on this film will vary as to what your thoughts are on the current Jurassic World films. Uh, you know, was it whether you were, you know, was it fully invested in this uh, this world and its characters and, you know, just love dinosaurs? Or if you're one of the set of people that's just like, yeah, this franchise has been dead since the first film, I'm not going to bother. I would say if you're a little bit more trepidatious, wait for it to come out on streaming or like a home video. But I would say it's worth a watch. There is some fun to be had, more so than I expected. Whether there will be more after this... I'm not sure. I kind of want this franchise to go away now because as much fun as I had, you can see that they're like sort of running out of juice. So unless they get a really good creative team to sort of shift the direction of this franchise, it's just going to fall right into the depths of like, you know, the ocean with the way in which they're you know, handling certain things. I'm like, just, just let it go, please. But anyway, now I turn it over to you, ladies and gentlemen. What did you think of Jurassic World Dominion? Did it work for you? Did it not? Did you like it better than the previous two films or do you think this is the worst in the franchise? Whatever your thoughts are, drop them in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and all those other places where podcasts can be found. Check out the Facebook page where we're Film Focus Podcast. And yeah, I have a few things in the pipeline being developed but it's taken me a little while to get done just because of my new work schedule and stuff but... As soon as I can get that sorted, I'll bring it out to you. But yeah, that'll do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.